part time. Take advantage of the numerous benefits, including the work today, get paid tomorrow, and telehealth now available. Stop by McDonald's on Coffee Avenue anytime Thursday, October 20th for a hiring day event. If love is a sickness, then find me no cure, for tis only love that I know to be pure. Oh, sweet Nigel, what do I do? Your poetry moves me in indescribable ways. It makes me want to sing and dance and see the encore performances of Something Rotten at the Wyo Theater. Then what's stopping you? Oh, you startled me. You see, my Puritan father would never approve. Come on. This is the 16th century. It's time to loosen that corset. Yes, but Something Rotten is a musical. A very funny musical starring my dearest love. He would never understand. Well, you're going to miss one of the best shows of the year if you keep with that attitude. And it's only playing October 20th through the 23rd. You're right. To thine own self be true. I'll get my tickets at wyotheater.com for an encore performance of Something Rotten. Huzzah! Welcome to the Renaissance and the Wyo Theater. Great paint jobs start with great quality paint tools. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Quality tools are the most important investment you'll make as you begin your painting project. With superior brushes, rollers, and pads, it's possible to reduce the amount of time and effort it takes to finish your painting project and guarantee great results. We are continuing our paint sales so you can get your fall painting project jump-started. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Since 1892, As we enter the fall months, have you made that plan to market your business? Are you stuck, confused on what to do? Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager at Sheridan Media. Let us help you put a plan in place as we gear up for the holiday season. Sheridan Media can market your business on up to nine different radio stations. We can place your print ad in front of nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County with the Country Bounty. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of digital products that we offer. We can also place your ad on our two websites. Let our creative and experienced marketing team put a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan together to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story, whether locally or across the country. Call Sheridan Media today at 672-7421 or email sales at SheridanMedia.com and let us go to work for you. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliasson Financial. Now, taking care of your teeth is important, not only to preserve your smile, but to preserve your health. Infections from abscessed teeth can spread, causing more damage than most people realize. The long-term cost of taking care of upkept teeth... Now, joining me this morning to talk about taking care of your teeth are public health dental hygienists Janet Berry and Sherry Hotchkiss. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, morning, Floyd. Now, October is Dental Hygiene Month. What will you be doing this month? 
We are making a big push with the elementary age students and actually preschools too. We we kind of have a little campaign that we uh, want to make sure that kids uh, enjoy the holiday, but that they come home and brush and floss their teeth real well before bed, get that sugar off their teeth. Um, uh, so we are uh, passing out to all the uh, young children. We're giving out 2,500 toothbrushes, wow. floss. We're giving books to preschools and element or kindergartens. Why do I need to brush my teeth? So we really want it October to be about oral health as well as Halloween. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to skip down a couple questions here, but what is it about sugar that is so bad? What, causes sugar to decay teeth um the bacteria in your mouth break down that sugar digestion begins in your mouth and the bacteria break down sugar uh and produce an acid when they're breaking down the sugar a a byproduct of that is acid and that acid softens the enamel on your teeth your body works to uh uh re um neutralize that acid sorry no you're good the body works to neutralize that acid with the saliva in your mouth but it takes 20 minutes so if each time you put sugar in your mouth you have 20 minutes of acid exposure on your teeth if you're eating a bag of m&ms and you're eating it one m&m at a time however long that takes you're going to have that amount of time plus 20 more minutes of acid softening the enamel on your teeth wow so even if you have a drink that's sugar like sprite we talked about that before we went on with with floyd that you really should have that sprite and drink it and be done and not make it last all afternoon or all morning i'm terrible about that i make it last all day long Uh, and so it's just a constant barrage so your teeth never have a chance to be away from that sugar and that acid attack. Wow. It, that's, see, I just learned something today. Now, what is involved within dental hygiene itself? If we, if we were to kind of get all the tools out in front of us, what should a daily routine really look like? Well, dental, dental hygiene is all about the prevention of tooth decay. And that starts when the first tooth comes in, when the ba- first baby tooth erupts. So as soon as that tooth comes in as an infant, the parents need to be wiping that tooth off with a soft cloth or getting the child used to having something removable in their mouth like a, a washcloth wiping it off. Kids, kids learn at an early age and you get comfortable with that, having somebody working in your mouth and removing that bacteria and that plaque. Um, your first dental visit is by age one. And again, this is the most chronic childhood disease in kids is dental decay, but it's preventable. And so by age one, if you have that first dental visit, we can prevent, that dental office can help you prevent um, tooth decay. Uh, You don't have to have cavities as you age. You don't have to have false teeth as you age. This is something that we really want to push this month as it's, it is preventable, but it is very fluent in our society. So we want to, we want to change that mindset. Um, to prevent decay, 
we all know what to do most of the time is brushing twice a day before school or before work and before bed and flossing once a day using a fluoride toothpaste. The fluoride remineralizes and strengthens that enamel, so it can be one of those key factors in helping prevent tooth decay. And then, of course, visiting your dentist, regular dental checkups um, for prevention so that you can have a eat and have a healthy smile. You know, why is it so difficult to kind of, and I guess it depends on the kid. I shouldn't say this about all children, but to get them into the habit of doing this small practice that only takes about two to three minutes, but it's just, it, it can be a bear to get kids to brush their teeth. Uh, have you learned any, any techniques or anything that would help that along? Um, kids learn by example. So, so if you're taking care of your teeth, they see that you're brushing and flossing before bed um, and, and seeing your dentist regularly and you're, do, you're avoiding excess sweets. Kids are going to pick up on that, and that's going to make a difference for them. Uh, kids, it, as Janet said, we start at birth working to prevent tooth decay. So if a child has had their mouth cleaned twice a day regularly from birth until they can take over the job themselves, which is around six or seven years old, they're going to be more likely to uh, incorporate that habit. If you're willy-nilly as to how you take care of your child's teeth, then they're not going to have those skills to build that habit. That precedence isn't going to be put on them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kids are um, also habits... um, their habits are developed at a young age. They get into routines. And I think it's for as far as being a parent for myself is just having that nightly routine where it's my turn to help you brush until about age seven, really, and checking those kids before they go to bed, making sure they're plaque free um, and helping them floss. Usually kids around, around two, 18 months to three, maybe around two. They decide they don't want you to do it anymore. Ah, they want to do everything themselves. Right. I can zip up my own coat. I can put on my own snow pants. Yeah. I think it's really important to make it as fun as you can. Um, brushes are designed. Some of them play play music and some of them light up. Um, we recommend two minutes, which is going to seem like a long time to brush your teeth to really do a good job. Research has shown the longer you brush, the more likely you're going to do a better job. Um, so having a timer on the toothbrush or uh, just a timer to watch or sing a song during that with kids and always praising them, never making it something negative. Even if they are upset you're doing it after you're done clapping and saying, good job, we got those cavity bugs out, making it a positive experience. And eventually, if you keep that habit, I think most kids are are into the habit then we've kind of gotten away from some of that yeah and and you know it when it comes to the timer that's that's what i used uh when my daughter was was younger because i heard the two minute rule and so i thought you know what two minutes all right we can set this little timer and she sits there and brushes her teeth for that time but i wasn't as involved as it sounds like i really should have been uh, you know, where I'm kind of doing it for her uh, at a very young age. I just kind of let her 
me and her mom both were just, well, if you can do it, do it, you know. But but looking back on it, I really wish that I would have been more involved with, you know, how to do it. Let me teach you to get up in that gum line because that's really a huge part of this, getting the gum line, especially little kids. Uh, one thing that I've noticed, the little kids, they'll do the, the precursory once over each tooth just to kind of make the tooth itself look clean, and they're not getting up inside or down at their gum line, which is really where cavities like to hide, isn't it? Down mm-hmm. in there uh, and between teeth. So floss is another major, major issue. Every cavity I think I've had started between my teeth. It wasn't apparent up front. Now, how often do we really need to go in and get our teeth cleaned? For a young child, up until I would say you're in your 20s, you should go at least every six months. And that's has to do with growth and development as well as checking for cavities. You know, that their jaw is growing, they're, they're getting new teeth, they're losing uh, baby teeth. All of that, if you can watch that growth and development, you can make small changes a lot of times, maybe avoid braces later. Um, you can really work to get that mouth in a place that it will be easy to keep clean. Once you're an adult, you may not need, we had patients once a year they would come in. You shouldn't go longer than a year. That's something to be worked out with your your provider. But um, until that time, you need to be watching. Uh, Wisdom teeth come in anywhere from 18 to 25. That's the last big issue that you deal with growth and development-wise. That's the one thing that I had a lot of problems with. Mine came in completely sideways in the back of my mouth. And so the top of my teeth were actually on the side uh, of the ones in front of it. Mm-hmm. And that caused a lot of issues. Um, I still have roots in my jaw from that. And and it probably could have been seen, could have been caught real early on. He could have, you know, he or she, the dentist could have seen that and said, you know what, we got a situation here and we need to do something about it. But uh, it waited too long, and now I had to get rid of all of them, uh, which was just a terrible, terrible process. Now, when we go see our hygienist, what is involved in the actual cleaning itself? Because that's who takes care of the cleaning, isn't it? It's the hygienist. They'll sit down with you, and they'll make sure that they get that, uh, the really tough stuff off. What's involved in that when you... From start to finish? Well, it's not just the cleaning. Usually they go over your medical history and do a screening of blood pressure. Um, Oh, wow. Most offices. Um, Then they do an oral cancer exam, checking for any kind of abnormalities, uh, gum health exam, also to make sure you're not developing any gum or we call it periodontal disease, which you can lose teeth from. And then it involves removing bacteria and hardened on, we call it calculus from the teeth, maybe removing stain. And that's kind of the icing on the cake. We don't, we don't look at that as being the most important part. Um, but And then helping a patient with the areas that they're missing. Then yeah. you do some instruction. Uh, maybe x-rays would be involved as well. Because you see where it's building up. So it's you get to look at them and say, okay, you're not getting this part. Right. Make sure, let's let's keep that in mind. Um, 
you know, you, you talked about uh, removing stain kind of being the icing on the cake. We live in a society, especially here in America, uh, where white teeth are important. Um, but that's not really the color of teeth uh, as humans age. It's more of a yellowy type of color. But we like to bleach them. We love that white smile, don't we? Uh, but the, the, the color isn't really... The primary concern, it's the health of the tooth itself. Uh, And a lot goes into that. I don't think a lot of people understand that. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue with our public health dental hygienists, Janet Berry, Sherry Hotchkiss. This is Public Pulse on 30 Early, 103.9 FM. Sherry. Madison Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. Have you heard? Sheridan's own Vacutech is growing, and they're now hiring part-time weekend workers. Open positions include general labor, machine operators, traders, and more. Vacutech is offering weekend premium pay and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. This is the perfect opportunity to make extra money or even a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's Open Opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. Your time is valuable, especially when you are sick or injured. At Sheridan Memorial Hospital Urgent Care, once your visit is complete, we can send you home with the prescription medications you need to feel better right away. You get the medications you need immediately with no extra stops or waits on your way home. This is Dr. David Nickerson, Medical Director at Sheridan Memorial Hospital Urgent Care. Our new take-home medication service is just one more way we deliver value and convenience to our patients. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can save your spot online at SheridanUrgentCare.com. Okay, when you get that country bounty this week, open to page two. That's right behind page one and start hunting for a great deal at Prime Rate Motors. Just like that trophy bucker bull, you got to go where the game is and that country bounty ain't going to open itself. Their 24 cars, trucks, and trailer deals just waiting to be bagged by you, the hunter of good deals. Right there behind that first page, take a deep breath. Turn that front page, put that prize in your sights, and pull the trigger on the best deal you'll find anywhere. Prime Rate Motors, page two in this week's Country Bounty. Good morning. Welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Elias and Financial. October, the month that means candy to kiddos, is also Dental Hygiene Month. This month gives us an opportunity to check over the family and ourselves and ensure that we're taking proper care of our teeth. And with me this morning are public health dental hygienists, Janet Berry. 
and Sherry Hotchkiss. Now, ladies, you're going in and visiting the kids in the schools, right? Do you visit every school within Sheridan County? We supply every um, school with dental supplies, but we do not visit every school. The schools during Dental Health Month, which is February. Oh, wow. Okay. The kindergartners will go out to the college, the dental hygiene clinic, and they'll go through there for that. But for Dental Hygiene Month, we picked Halloween month because it's such uh, a month where teeth kind of are wreak havoc on our teeth. <laughs> They're put and, on the back burner, aren't they? <laughs> and so we felt it was a good time to bring those supplies to the kids. And and want to mention, bring it, bring about Halloween, that there are other things that kids could do um, to besides just look forward to the candy. And Sherry can share some of those with you. But I want to mention before that, that one of the one of the worst candies for Halloween are the Sour Patch Kids that are so popular. That sour coating on the outside of a gummy, and then the inside is the sugar. You get that acid in the mouth, and then you have the sugar. So it's kind of an acid sugar attack. Um, again, we talked about the 20 minutes that it takes after you have some candy before that saliva can help neutralize so if you have your sugar for halloween have it and be done take a couple pieces a sucker is another one that's not so good because it you have a sucker in your mouth for 20 minutes half hour you don't you don't give your mouth a break from that so those are if you have your hershey kiss you can chew it and swallow and you're done and then that saliva can neutralize so so some of those there are some better choices and then there's some really Activities are always a good thing to do for Halloween. The, the focus is on sugar, so that's why we are here to really push to make sure they go to bed with a, with don't go to bed without brushing your teeth and flossing and uh, and using a fluoride toothpaste for sure. Hey, Sour Patch, you guys, are, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. and I have to say, uh, Janet mentioned, but the reason they're sour is it's acid. If you look at the package label, one of the first ingredients is going to be acid. So it's above and beyond the acid that is produced by the bacteria in your mouth. That There's a coating on them to make them sour, and that sour taste is acid. Yeah. So it, it, it's bad enough that if kids eat a lot of that, they don't even want you to brush afterwards. Oof. Because your teeth will soften from that acid. It's a pretty... Oh, my goodness. So really need to limit that type of candy. The Sour Patch drink milk after. <laughs> yeah. Water. Yeah. I know it's a popular flavor, but it's one to be watching out for. Now, is it? this probably goes for all sour candies then, right? Yeah. Man, that's, that's tough. I love sour candies. Um, now, I've got a question... One thing that is always kind of added to a routine, uh, it doesn't have to be, but often we talk about it, are mouthwashes. Um, when m- my daughter was very young, there was a mouthwash that would stain her teeth unless she brushed her teeth. And so we would rinse our mouth, and then we'd say, okay, now it's time to get all the red off, and, and that's how she would do it. Are those... Good. And when it comes to mouthwash, what should we be looking for? Mouthwash, um, I haven't seen the kind, we call that disclosing solution when it, it, it adheres to 
plaque. I haven't seen that kind lately. That would be a good kind to use if it helps with your brushing. Um, I would say the one ingredient to look for would be fluoride in a mouthwash if you have that. Um, Older people sometimes get some help from some of the the bacteria uh, mouthwashes. Like the Listerine. Listerine. I was trying not to say a brand. (laughs) It does kill some bacteria, but as a rule, that shouldn't be your major way to remove bacteria in your mouth. It's the brushing and flossing. The mouthwash can help it a little. Younger people need fluoride. They fluoride. Need, they need to be strengthening those teeth. That's the biggest concern with kids. So make sure that we've got fluoride in that mouthwash. That's the number one concern. If you use a mouthwash, it's you not it's not necessary to have that as part of your routine, but some people just like the freshness that it gives. I always likened people that would use a mouthwash and not brush and floss first. It's like putting on perfume without taking a bath. Yeah. You, would, you would never do that. And so if you first have to remove the bacteria and the germs in the mouth, then if you want to do something like a mouthwash, that's that's up to you. But the physical movement of the brush and the floss are necessary. Otherwise, the mouthwash is just going to be a real short-term effect. You it's have a to. Band-Aid on a very big right. issue, isn't it? Now, what, you, you talk about like the movement of the, the toothbrush. I use a pretty fancy toothbrush. Um, are they worth the money? Uh, in, in some situations, they use like a sonic type of device to help scrub your teeth. Are they worth it? Is this I, making a difference? I think um, a sonic Sonicare toothbrush is excellent to use, especially for people that have dexterity issues or that tend to brush too hard, like myself. Yeah, that's I've my actually issue too. caused damage. Um, so not only does it have a timer on it, but it also has a device on it that lets me know when I've pushed too hard because you don't you want a soft bristled brush and not not push too hard, but are they necessary to remove plaque and bacteria? No. You can do a thorough job with just a regular soft bristled brush. The most common mistake we see with kids is using a brush that's too big for their mouth. Um, we, we like a soft, child-sized toothbrush depending on the age. And, and so that's the biggest part is a lot of times they think the bigger the better. And, yeah. and not so when it comes to a size of a brush. Because you need that movement in there. And you have to get to the back to teeth. So uh, we often see that, too large of a toothbrush for the child. Now, when it comes to the movement on on brushes, uh, we're always told in the front it's an up and down, and on the side, isn't it like a circle, or am I getting that? Because that's what I do. I do up and down in the front and then circle on the sides. It should be, actually, if you want to get technical, it's kind of a vibrating motion. Okay. So you want you don't want any big motions. You're using a small little vibrating motion, keeping those bristles concentrated at the gum line. That's where plaque forms first, and it, there's a little uh, crevice there that the bacteria can really hide in. So you want to try and keep that bristle pretty much in that area, with a small little vibrating motion to get under the gum line with it. I think that when people see commercials, they're usually brushing in an up and down and only brushing the smile area 
or a sawing motion, and both of those are incorrect. We usually teach kids a, a small circular stroke when they're first learning, and then it comes into the vibration motion that Sherry talked about. So um, up and down and back and forth and a sawing, are, you can actually do some damage. Wow. You know, you're changing a daily habit of mine uh, right now because that's, I didn't know that. So now I'm going to go. <laughs> circles. I'm going to go little okay. circles from yes. here on out. Now, um, ladies, I want to thank you for coming in today. It's it's always a pleasure having you. Uh, and I walk out of here every, every time we visit, every year, because you come in about once a year. And, and I walk out of here with new knowledge every single time and i greatly appreciate it yes go ahead i have one more thing to add um before we end i we just need to give a shout out to um the bf and rose h perkins foundation and the chandler h and mercedes k kibbe foundation these foundations have been so awesome in supporting us through with oral health for many years and all of what we do is done because of them so greatly appreciate them uh you can't do what you do without them doing what they do. Again, thank you, ladies. Greatly appreciate you coming in. Thanks. (laughs) All right, when we return, we're going to speak with Tim Tarver about a free plan for the future of your estate. This is Public Pulse on 930KROE, 103.9 FM. Shared. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. With Harker Mellinger LLC. Since 1983, Harker Mellinger has been a leading accounting firm in Sheridan. We are here to help you succeed in your business and provide services which are customized to meet your financial needs and allows you to spend more time managing your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost effective solutions. 672 0785 in Sheridan. Harker Mellinger, our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native, and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Every four years, the citizens of Sheridan County have the opportunity to vote on the county's general purpose excise tax, known as the one cent optional. This tax is used to benefit every community throughout our county on things from social and health services to public facilities and infrastructure, including parks and pathways. For more information on the tax, please contact your elected officials or visit at SheridanCountyOneCent.com and vote on November 8th. Message paid for by Sheridan County. Mandy Koltiska from Century 21 BHJ Realty brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Take a chance on chance. This handsome dog enjoys running along the fence line and going for long walks. If he sounds like the best companion for you, come and meet Chance today. 
What's Fluff sleeping in a big old teddy bear? Our guy Citrus. This handsome kitty is a cuddle bug who's looking for a cuddle partner all his own. If you think that's you, come and meet Citrus today. Has your home become the proverbial money pit? Everything is going wrong. Things are breaking on the daily. And you can't afford to fix them. Nor do you want to. Let Wire Renovation assist you. They will buy any property in any location. No matter what issues it has. They will get you cash. Probably more than you could get anywhere else. And you can walk away and let them bring the property back to life. Learn more at wirerenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. According to the American Bar Association, estate planning is a process involving the Council of Professional Advisors who are familiar with your goals and concerns, your assets, and how they are owned, as well as your family structure. It can involve the services of a variety of professionals, including your lawyer, accountant, financial planner, life insurance advisor, a banker, and, of course, a broker. Joining me this morning to talk about an upcoming seminar that will help you with this complicated process is lawyer Tim Tarver, an executive director of the Hub on Smith, Carmen Rideout. Good morning, Tim and Carmen. Good, Good morning. morning. Now, uh, estate planning. We were talking, I was telling you a little bit that uh, it was something that the military had you do uh, in a very precursory type of situation. You went in, you talked about your will, and you talked about uh, your power of attorney. The two big ones, I, I would probably say, and that's a layman. But I haven't done it since. Um, it's just not something that's on the mind of a lot of people until it's almost too late. Correct, Tim? So it, by the time you get to the hospital, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've got to take steps that's beforehand. Right. And when and where will this uh, estate planning seminar be held? Well, we're moving it this year to the hub on Smith Street because Perfect. the – uh, facilities will work. There's lots of parking there. It's easy downtown uh, access, and and they invited us to do it there. So that's why we're moving it. Carmen, uh, great place for yes. this to be held. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a lot of your clients kind of talk about estate planning amongst each other? or? Well, I, it's not a daily conversation that I hear, but but – where we where we come into this, and I I just have to give Tim a big shout out for his foresight in including um, me and people from the hub in this event because it involves um, not only just the the professionals that you mentioned, but also planning kind of daydreaming about what your life is going to be like. You know, where are you going to live? Who's going to take care of you? Who's going to be there to provide support? Those kinds of things. So my role um, at, at, this, at the seminar is to talk about what we do and, and some of the situations that we see and um, what community resources are available for people to tap into when, when they're needed. You know, Carmen, I'm going to go off topic here just real quick. But first off, I want everyone to know that the Hub on Smith is not just a senior center. It's it's a community hub. This uh, seminar is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're 25 years old and, and, and you're one of those people who likes to plan, 
this is a fantastic opportunity to learn something and be so far ahead of the game. Because uh, as I said before, when it's not something that we all think about. So what exactly is the seminar going to teach us? So we address a number of things. One is the very common estate planning devices like wills, trusts, and advanced uh, health care directives and powers of attorney. We'll talk about those things. We'll talk about when is it better to do a will and when is it better to do a trust. We'll talk a little bit about planning for uh, long-term care, which is a big part of what Carmen Carmen is there for because, you know, the biggest single threat to family capital now is long-term care costs. I mean, the nursing home costs are bleeding the lifeblood out of the middle-class families. And there are ways to plan for that, not just legal things, but things like what services can be provided uh, from the community for somebody to remain in their own home, uh, which delays it and sometimes eliminates the need for people to go to a nursing home. So those that we'll talk a little bit about other things that we do in planning uh, when it becomes obvious that somebody is going to need to go to a nursing home. Uh, how do we, you know, are there things that we can do to preserve part of their estate um, or maybe all of their estate? Uh, so it's, it is, it is planning for passage of family assets at death, but also preserving family assets during life. And that's a fantastic point, sir. Uh, and I'm really glad that you guys are focusing on that because you're right. You know, it's, there's so many great services offered by the hub where I get to enjoy my retirement right there at home. I don't have to go to a long-term care facility or a nursing home or anything like that. I can have my meals brought to me. I can have someone come to my house and clean. I can have someone come to my house and exercise with me. I mean, there's just so many other options now that save money in the long run. Uh, I do know that long-term care facilities are, the the costs are expanding every year. Um, and, and some of those nurses are getting so difficult to find. Uh, when we talk about uh, a will, what, what, what happens if I were to pass away and I don't have a will prepared? Well, we have a statute in Wyoming. All states have a statute called an intestacy, the statute of intestacy, which says where your assets go if you die without a will. And it's a formula based on whether you're married or not married, whether you have children or don't have children, whether the children are the children of your spouse or uh, maybe a previous spouse has all these uh, permutations. And it is, you know, it was originally uh, written when this state was a territory in 1880. And it has not been changed a lot since for some people, it works okay. For a lot of people, because our families are not like they were in 1880, it doesn't work very well. For example, it says that if a person with who is married with children dies without a will and owns separate property, doesn't apply to jointly owned property, but owns separate property, that their property goes half to their spouse and half to their is divided among their children. 
Well, that might be children who are minors who don't have the legal capacity to deal with the property. It might deprive the spouse of sufficient assets to maintain the family's uh, well-being. So it, it just is not a great solution for most people to rely on the statute of intestacy. To have that divided, uh, right. uh, you know, taxes, they seem to increase every year. And if that burden was put upon children or, or a, a mom who's trying to take care of, say, if four kids, right. uh, that's, that's incredible. Now, what, what will a will do? Well, a will does several things. First of all, it can change the distribution to, to a more practical uh, distribution so that it might say, for example, all of my estate uh, goes to my spouse so that he or she will have sufficient assets to take care of this family. Uh, you get to appoint a personal representative. You get to say who is going to be in charge of your estate. It includes something called, usually includes something called a power of sale, which means that the personal representative can deal with the assets without constantly going to the court for permission, uh, which is oftentimes really essential, particularly when we have estates that have a lot of stuff that needs to be gotten rid of before the final distribution of the estate. And when we have to rent a court every time to, you know, sell mom or dad's household furnishings or their car or their house or whatever it is, I mean, it just it increases the time. Uh, it's, it uh, is sort of unnecessary. Yeah, and, and really difficult during that time period. Uh, difficult at a time when you, when the people don't need that difficulty in front of them. When you're trying to mourn and then you have to go and deal with that on right. top of it. Right. Uh, it's almost like we can't think straight. And here we are in a situation where we absolutely have to. Correct. Now, what will a will not do? Well, a will assumes that your estate is going to go through probate. So it will not eliminate probate. And oftentimes in my office, we hear somebody will come in and say, I shouldn't have to go through probate because, you know, my spouse or my parent or whoever it is left a will. So it's an automatic thing. That's not really the case. Uh, Probate is a process that starts with determining whether the will is a valid will or not, but also creates the authority of the person called a personal representative, to deal with the estate. And without that, that person has no real power. So a will does not eliminate that. For those people who want to not go through probate, they need to consider using a trust instead because trust, there's still a process with a trust, but it's not court-supervised. So explain that to me a little uh, in in a little bit more detail when it comes to the difference between having a will and having a trust because i'm sure a lot of individuals around here especially landowners would look more into the trust option so trust the really the fundamental uh there are two fundamental purposes of a trust one is to eliminate the need for your estate to go through probate and the other is privacy Uh, Probate is a public process. It goes through the court, so court files are open to the public. Anybody can go see what the list of your assets 
are, who your creditors were, who you left your estate to. With a trust, none of that happens because the process is not judicially supervised. Uh, the the uh, will says who the successor trustee is going to be. We file a document with the court called an affidavit of succession of trustee, which says this person is now the the trustee of this trust, and they go forward. They have obligations. They have, for example, an obligation to account to the beneficiaries, but they but it doesn't happen through court. What? What other forms would be a good idea to have when I sit down with, with my lawyer and, and I start going, okay, let's prepare this, let's prepare And I'm sure my lawyer will say, you know, it's a good idea. But for those listening, what should we keep in mind as far as paperwork to have so everything goes smoothly should anything occur? So for essentially everybody who is an adult, they should have three documents, which is a last will and testament, a general durable power of attorney, and a document that's now called an advanced health care directive, although it used to be called a medical power of attorney. Same thing, different name, but it's same thing. So whether you're uh, you know, 20 years old and you're married with no kids, or whether you're 20 years old, married with kids, or whether you're 80 years old and you don't have an estate that you want to have in trust, you should ha- everyone should have those three documents. The will becomes effective on death. The power of attorney and advanced health care directive are effective during your life and cease to be effective on your death, but they're also extremely necessary. If you go to the hospital and can't pay your bills because you're, you know, maybe you're in a coma or you're in the emergency room, so business needs to continue, and that's done with the power of attorney. You designate somebody as your agent with authority to pay bills, take care of business for you, uh, so that's an essential document. The other one, the Advanced Health Care Directive, uh, is to make medical decisions when, you, when the doctor determines you can't do that yourself. Very important documents to have. Exactly. Uh, and, and I'm sure a lot of individuals out there like me um, haven't really prepared these things. Uh, in my younger years, the service prepared it for me and the jag sat there and said tell me what you want Mm -hmm. and they typed something up and you signed the bottom uh and if your wife was there or your husband and they signed it with you and that was that um probably a very baseline document right uh how long should i sit with my lawyer to prepare a will how long can this take you know, it's a con- so there needs to be a conversation about you to begin the process. And that, in our office, takes about an hour. You know, we need to know who you are, what your circumstances are, what it is we're planning for, who your family is. Uh, that usually takes at least, you know, it takes about an hour. Uh, and then there's a drafting. You know, it takes us a while to draft them. We send them out for people to review so we can make changes if necessary. Uh, so it it's not something that is done on the spur of the moment. You need to be prepared to take some time to think about it carefully, about what you want it to say. If you have children, you need to be a little bit more careful because you're going to be asked to designate a guardian for your minor children, which is the hardest part <sighs> for uh, families <clears throat> to determine who is going to take care of their kids if they're both gone. So that that itself usually takes a little bit of time to parse that out. Oh, absolutely. Could take months, if right. not if not a year or more. Right. 
Um, the other thing people need to understand, too, about that is that these documents can all be changed. Particularly, that's important with a guardian because, you know, when you're 25 years old and you've got, you know, a couple of little kids and you, want, you think you want your best friend to be the guardian because they think like you, and 10 years down the road, the kids are still not adults, and those people have moved away, and you've got other friendships, and your family has changed. So people need to think about not only doing them initially, but what circumstances cause you to, to change them. Absolutely. Uh, that's something that uh, I, I wouldn't have even considered, because it's one of those situations where I would think a lot of individuals get something done, they put it in the safe, and that's that. We can walk away from it. But this is a living document. This is something that has to be updated. Now, when we talk about documents, I don't have a lot of time left, but I did want to touch on this. Um, there's online forms. People can just get on there and kind of get like a format for a will. I'm not trying to push to get a lawyer, but at the same time, in the interest of protecting people and their assets... Are those online forms? I can just print this and sign it, and everything's good. Is, would you advise that at all? Well, so if you're a cookie cutter person, you know you're just the same as everyone else. I don't know. Maybe those work. If you are not a cookie cutter person, those do not allow you to make the modifications that normally are necessary to accommodate individual circumstances. Absolutely. And the other problem with them is that oftentimes people fill them out wrong. And then they become ineffective and don't do what the people thought that they were going to do. And they contain specific words that have meanings that sometimes people don't understand. They make assumptions about what, they, what those words mean, and they may not mean what people think they mean. You would say 18 years old. Is the age of majority in Wyoming now. That it's a good time to start planning? I think it is. I th- you know, uh, estate planning is a process, not a project. You know, when you start when you're 18, that's great. But after 18, there are going to be lots of changes in your life. And so you need to adjust that, you know, when you get married, when you have kids, when circumstances change, if you inherit from your parents or you buy a house or, you know, there are lots of times when you need to rethink what you did when you were 18. Carmen. When is this happening? It's, it's happening this Saturday um, at 9 o'clock down at the Hub. It should last until about 3. Usually lasts about till about 3. And at the very end, we have a question and answer session so people can ask things that are of interest to them that we didn't address. I want to thank you both for coming in this morning. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you for keeping this on the forefront of our minds. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. 
Living room seating at Moss Holders Design Center is on sale. Choose your favorite sofa, love seat, or sectional and get a new look for your living room this fall. Relax with a new reclining sofa or make room for those large gatherings with a new American-made sectional. Receive even larger discounts on every swivel glider, accent chair, and individual recliner. Moss Holders showroom is stocked with inventory, but if you can't find that perfect piece in stock, all special order sofas, sectionals, and chairs will receive the same savings. That's Moss Holders Living Room Upholstery Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Halloween is coming up. Have you figured out your costume yet? Well, I can't wait to show it off. Well, great, because we love spooky season at Sheridan Honda and want to see everyone's costumes on Saturday, October 29th and Halloween on Monday. All right. When you stop in, you get a king-size candy bar and enter for a chance to win a free oil change or $500 in chamber bucks. Trick or treat at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. At Stiefel, our focus is on you, your needs, and your goals. You won't be plugged into a one-size-fits-all model. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. We practice a service model where our clients can share their vision and ask questions. Regardless of your situation, our guidance is driven by your investment needs. Call us at 307-672-3434 to talk about your financial goals. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. They're here. Hi, Autumn Showtime Morris here with Homestar. Don't be scared. Let's get you qualified for a home loan that will get you out of this place. Speaking of Showtime, check out the scariest movies of all time bracket on SheridanMedia.com. Hello. Do you want to play a game? Vote for your favorites. You'll be entered for a chance to win $100 in Chamber Bucks. Just go to SheridanMedia.com and check out the Homestar Scariest Movies of All Time bracket. Hello, Clarice. If you dare. (laughs) Homestar, your easiest way home. NMLS number 70864. 103.9 FM. It-